New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. In this podcast, you'll learn how to leverage your website as a conversion tool that does the selling for you. Why you should be focusing on contact lifetime value as opposed to customer lifetime value. And how to put yourself in the driving seat when it comes to how and where to market your business. Hey there, listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Sideshow Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you guys about an observation that we at Trading Web Guys have noticed over the years, and it's something that has become so prominent that we've essentially redesigned everything that we do at the agency to speak to this one specific thing as a foundational entry sort of product from a marketing perspective. Now, I'm going to put some things into perspective for you guys because I'm hoping that some of you can relate to this, but this is honestly nine and a half out of 10 businesses that we speak to have this exact problem. And it, it, it has a huge ripple effect because not only does it affect the business on a financial level, it also affects the business on a, um, I suppose, like a functional operational level. And that can also be an extremely costly uh, disadvantage to any business you know that's trying to i suppose exist in a modern landscape what i want to break down for you guys and i know the the i suppose the term foundations is a little bit tongue-in-cheek when i'm speaking to you guys out there who are essentially you know plumbers builders electricians general contractors tradies in general right like you understand the concept of foundations in essence they're there to make sure that whatever you build on is stable from the beginning right and the problem that we see from a marketing perspective is that the majority of businesses don't have the right foundations laid. Now, what does that actually mean? Well, instead of, I suppose, the paradigm shift in thinking is instead of being overly focused on, you know, generating new leads and all this kind of stuff, which, you know, we all kind of get sucked into this vortex of thinking that's the right thing to do. But the paradigm shift around this is, well, if we can consider for a second your current traffic journey like what does that actually look like or do you do you even know what that looks like because most people don't which is fine because in truth you know you guys are out there climbing ladders and you know laying drainage you're not probably not focusing much on this sort of stuff but from from our point of view we want to we want to be able to help you guys understand the difference between you know noticing understanding what your traffic is and therefore being able to use whatever existing traffic you've got in a way that can you know essentially improve your conversion right when you look at a traffic journey so people that are coming to your website visitors that are coming to your website what sort of what what happens to them once they get there so most people just think well i don't have any leads or i'm not getting any inquiries so the answer is we need to get more 
Sometimes that is the case, but in a lot of cases, it comes down to some fundamental issues that are happening um, that are not obvious. So some of those things could be, well, okay, we're getting traffic to the website, which means something's working, but then when the people get there, they're not taking the right actions. And this is a conversation that uh, I suppose becomes conversion optimization. And essentially the goal of conversion, conversion optimization, and I'll give you an example. If you um, are currently getting say, I don't know, a thousand visitors to your website and your website's converting at 2%, then if you can increase the website conversion to 4%, you're still getting a thousand visitors, but you've got a hundred percent increase on your conversions. So it takes the perspective and it takes the focus so much off the volume and then it puts it more on, okay, well, what's the, the quality, the quantity, the conversion of, you know, these leads that we're already currently seemingly getting and how do we just leverage that? When you talk about, when you look at the, most of the businesses that we speak with, when you look at the assets they already have, like, for example, their website, there's things that are on that website that need to be improved in order for those that traffic and those impressions and those visitors that are hitting that site to become more of a lead. <clears throat> when you consider, you know, the, the life cycle of a contact, it typically looks like someone who comes into your, um, becomes aware of you, they then become a contact of some sort. Well, they're not really a, even really a contact until the point where they reach out to you. So the, the point is, your goal and your the real uh, smarts behind this whole equation is how do you move somebody from being essentially a cold contact right through the stages of your sales department to where they become what we like to consider a qualified lead, a marketing qualified lead, sales qualified lead, and then eventually, hopefully, a customer. So that basically means we need to have some sort of system in place which can help us understand at what stage of the sales cycle that individual is at and at the very starting point of this whole conversation it's are we actually capturing these contact details so when you look at your website and when you look at say your phone number or if you look at the your um, website chatbot or if you look at your web forms or whatever it is when somebody completes that what actually happens like what is the journey of that traffic source where do they go in most cases, they might fill a form in and perhaps you get an email sitting in your inbox and say, hey, contact Bob about ABC or whatever it might be. Or there's an inquiry form, name, phone number, inquiry, whatever it is. But that typically is not good enough. So what you ideally want and what you ideally should be having, and again, I just want to take the perspective off for a second, the volume of leads, and I want to really cast home this, this whole um, mindset around it's not so much about how many, it's what you're doing with those leads, right? Because if you can improve these conversions and if you can nurture these contacts better through some sort of sales cycle, whether it's automated or not, and we'll get to that in a minute, you're in a much better position. Because what we're talking about here at this point is really building an asset, building a database, building a marketing database. And the reason we do that is because we want to maximize the lifetime value of your contacts. And I say contacts because at that point, they're not yet a customer. So yes, customer lifetime value is one thing, but if you can also learn to maximize your contact lifetime value, then essentially what you're doing is you're improving the amount of customers you're going to be getting through leads that you already have. That is really important. You're improving 
the amount of customers that you're getting through the leads that you already have. Okay. So yes, immediately I know your brains are ticking over here and you're thinking, well, this is super interesting because we're spending all this money on this and that and whatever, and we seem to be getting leads, but they come in one end and they go straight out the other and we just replace them with new leads, which is not the answer. Okay. In an ideal world, what you want to make sure that you have set up is some sort of system where somebody comes into your business, whether it's your um, uh, through a web form or a chatbot or whatever, they enter into some sort of system which then enables you to manage them. And when I say manage them, more most importantly, it needs to be like a centralized location which gives you and your team one place to see that contact record, their communications, their interests, their actions, their automations, their opportunities or whatever quotes you've sent them or whatever. It all should be in the one place so that when you're talking with your team or you don't even need to talk with your team, you can log in and see the contact record and you know straight away that this person is at this stage and this person has been spoken to by this person at this point in time and blah, 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 blah. blah. So that is kind of CRM 101, right? But we're not talking today specifically about CRM because there's thousands of CRMs on the market. What I'm talking to you today about is the whole the whole principle here of making sure you have your foundations established because once you have them built, then it puts you in a position where you can make a much better decision looking forward on the direction that you want to take your marketing, whatever that looks like. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is because, you know, this is something that we deal heavily with over at Trading Web Guys in the agency. And our new, we, our, we have a new program, which is essentially called Foundations, where, you know, within a three-month rollout, we look at developing the key, the core foundational aspects of a trade business from a marketing perspective. And for the majority of cases, although we do customize these specifically to the business because Every business is different to a degree, but I can tell you right now at the crux and the foundations of this program, pretty much every business needs the following couple of things. First of all, the website's got to be built in a way which, first of all, I suppose, communicates and showcases their expertise as the go-to insert trade, plumber, builder, electrician, landscape gardener, whatever it might be, roofer in an area, okay? And, that, and the way that you do that is through having a professional built website that represents the caliber of that organization. If your website doesn't, if your website looks like it's, you know, been built in the 1980s, then chances are, you know, that's the kind of image that you're portraying to people when they want to be talking to a modern business, you know, they want to be speaking to someone who can, that, that looks the part, you know, that, I mean, that's common sense for sure. But like the point is, the website serves a really, really valuable, serves as a very valuable tool when you're talking about the conversions of any a contact at any stage through to them becoming a client and in truth beyond. That's the reason why we have you know, blogs and we have project galleries and all these kind of things that we can apply to our websites is so that you're constantly building trust and rapport and building your profile as the expert in a region. The website needs to have copywriting done correctly. And when I say correctly, I'm talking about, firstly, it's got to be created for the visitor, right? Like it has to answer a question. If people are coming to you for information, your website is the tool that can give them that information. And if you're not doing that, then you need to think about how you can do that better, right? And second of all, if you do it right, then you are leveraging the power of search engines 
so that the content has a chance of showing up when people actually go looking for it. Now, this is at the high, at the sort of base entry level of what you might be familiar with as SEO. Yes, it's about how do you create content that shows up on the search engines, but it's important to understand as well that the content should first be there to address the user and answer questions, okay? So once the website's been established, it's been built the right way, and there's SEO principles applied to that site, what we'd like to do within that three-month period is also get some SEO moving because ideally when we take a benchmark snapshot of what a website looks like when they come to us, in three months' time if we've applied the right strategies to it, then we should be able to showcase some positive movement, movement which give us a better indication of whether or not there's good possibilities and good potential to continue that sort of marketing campaign beyond that three months. Again, it's all about putting the business owner back in control based on data. The other core thing that we do, so the website, the copywriting, very important. And and then on top of that is we talk about things like, okay, well, how do we leverage things like opt-ins and how do we maybe improve you know, some of these conversions? Do we put call to actions and lead magnets on the website? Do we do that kind of, um, do we get people into some sort of nurture funnel, you know, where maybe, you know, they come in, they fill in a web form and then over the course of the next couple of weeks, we send out four or five projects that we've done that might relate to something they're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. That might sound like a lot of work as well, by the way, guys. And the truth is it can be a lot of work, but if you do it right, you set it up once and then automations take care of the rest of it. So yes, it can be a lot of work initially, but the purpose of automations is you do the work up front and then it will continually deliver a result consistently over time, right? So those sort of things are, are low-hanging fruit. That's low, low opportunity. Sorry, high opportunity, low-hanging fruit. The other thing you want to do is make sure that, you know, whatever tools and tech stack that you're using, is that they, they speak to each other. And that's not always easy to achieve. I'll, I'll be honest, like there's a lot of struggles with different softwares and integrating and that kind of stuff. But the point is, you, you try, want to try to avoid double entry. Now, the majority of you guys are using, and to your credit, I should add, amazing tools, job management softwares, and that kind of thing, which are essential to running your jobs. But what the majority of you guys probably are not doing well is you don't have a system in place when you look at managing the office side of communications, managing pipelines, emails, technology, automations, um, all that kind of stuff, right? So... The next part of, I suppose, the foundation product is we set our we set our clients up on the hub, which is our um, lead management system. You can check that out at tradyhub.net, and there'll be links to that uh, within this podcast. But the reason that we do that is because every single contact that we that we um, every single opportunity and contact that comes through that website. We want the business to have complete transparency over who that is and what they look like. For example, if someone calls the phone number on the website, then we want to have a record of that show up immediately in the hub. If someone fills in a web form, we want to have a record of that show up immediately in the hub and perhaps have automated replies set up. If somebody sends a, um, you know, a, or, or sorry, if we miss a phone call that comes in, we want to have an automated text message that goes out to that person saying, sorry, we missed the call. We'll call you right back shortly. Um, something like to that um, to that scale, anyway, right? I'm sort of scratching the surface here on what the potential of the of the hub can actually do for you guys. But foundationally, most businesses don't have these systems set up, and if they do, they have it set up in a way which involves so many different tools and so many different pieces of technologies that have all been stitched together. It just becomes a case of 
15 different tools that are being used to a fraction of their ability instead of one tool, which can simplify the entire tech stack and can be used much better with support. So these are the foundational things that I suppose I wanted to communicate, Kate, out to you guys. These are things that we address within our foundation program. Um, we set it up as like a 12-week rollout because within that period, we can establish the right tools and we can also work towards generating the right results in certain areas or at least seeing where the opportunities lie off the back of working within areas like SEO or perhaps you run Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever it might be. But the point is you've got to have these um, that framework built out so that the business can actually make an educated decision once it's completed. And there are no obligation to do so at the end of the foundation program. But the point is, if they need to, the data's there. And if they want to, they can. And we have some great case studies for this program. It's starting to, you know, really, it's, it's a real differentiator when you look at um, the traditional agency model of well, we'll sell you sell you ads or we'll sell you you know SEO or we'll sell you websites uh, to be fair stuff that we have done in the past as well but now we've realized that it's much bigger than that because if we need as part of this program to build out an automation email sequence we can now we now have the ability to do that or if we need to train somebody in the client's office on how to do it then we can do that as well if we need to create content we can do it there's all these amazing things that we can do with this having these foundations built the right way which just completely empower the business owner to take 100% control of all of the things they need when it comes to marketing their business beyond, you know, beyond that 12-week period. So guys, I really, really encourage you to reach out to us. If you head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash grow, fill the form in and have a chat with us because I can tell you right now, it's been we've had so much amazing feedback on this program and there's so many amazing new businesses that have come on board with it because they just need these foundations laid and chances are you are in a very similar situation and i can't wait to speak to you guys so that's all for me i hope you guys have a wonderful day and i really encourage you guys to uh, take advantage of that ciao Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.